welcome to another episode of Whiskey on the Weekend. This is August 24th. I am joined by Spencer. Spencer, are you awake? Hey, everybody. And BJ. BJ, what's up? How's it going? You seem to have a special guest with you. I do. My uh, girlfriend is uh, joining me, at least for some of the tasting, and may uh, have some comments from the peanut gallery while we record. Hey, Bruce, call her the peanut gallery? I do. She's a little nuts. Yeah, Bree, thank you. Bree helped smuggle the whiskey to the West Coast. And then we also have, from the land of Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Tom Brady, John Havlicek, and Red Auerbacher, it is Boston's own Levi Baxter. Levi, how are you? The fuck's up? That's <laughs> it already. It's already started. Levi's officially moved. He's a Bostonian. He's a Celtics fan. He's a, he's a Patriots fan. He's a, he's a front runner now. Levi, how'd the move go? Uh, it went reasonably well. There were no sort of major issues. Um, by the way, I've already gotten comments on my Celtics hat. Uh, the the we have a door person, um, and one of them is Karen, uh, this this woman who she's like, I didn't, I didn't think you were a Celtics fan. We had a long conversation about it. Although she works at the Garden, so um, we may be able to get hooked up there. So when you say we have, I assume you mean click, because it would just thoroughly amuse me if your apartment building had a door person. Oh, my 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 apartment building. As a door person. Really? Yeah, fancy like that now. So, so you can say fancy. I, I think the better frame is um, bougie. 70% of the population in this building cannot open the door physically themselves. Uh, they're a bunch of frail older, older ladies. Um, so you feel really at home in this building. I, I feel fantastic. I mean, sounds like my neighborhood. Or, a little bit but. I feel like Spencer might fit in a little bit better, but then he'd have like the cats that he's always, always wanted. Well, drinking no this building, so. Oh, mm. interesting. No mm. pets of any pets. kind. No pets. Uh, my my current to do is to get elected to the HOA board uh, and and change this rule. Perhaps only allow corgis so we can have a thing like we can. Give me corgi building. Corgi building. Interesting. So yeah, my my uh, my neighborhood has a lot of old people too, and I was thinking about running for HOA. Um, but check it out. The HOA meetings are like on Tuesdays at like 10 a.m. <laughs> like that's the indication of how old the population is here. That's impressive. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> they were doing the HOA stuff when I was out in Illinois, they actually had it at reasonable hours, which was uh, much to the chagrin of some of the older populations. Like, why are we outside of our house at like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. on a Wednesday? It's like, well... Some of us actually stay up a little bit later than 5.30 and, and have a job. <laughs> All right, fellas. You want to get drinking? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I provided the whiskey this week. Um, Bree helps, as I mentioned before, get the whiskey to BJ and I. Levi and Spencer whiskey. Levi and Spencer, did you both get whiskey? We did. I did. Levi? Out the gun, you decide what happens with Levi. That's very Spencer. Levi said he got it, so I was trying to say, just answer for him. Oh, okay, cool. It's very sweet let's, of you, Spencer. Thank let's, you. Let's try the one that has tape on it first. Okay. As a hashtag on brand, open a uh, scientific 50 milliliter uh, container, a Falcon tube for those that are in the know, as it were. Is that, uh, was that uh, personally or perhaps you just taking it on loan from 
Um, it's probably not going to go back. Yeah, I'm not going to really use that for, for any samples. Don't you worry. Yes, I was very concerned about the uh, scientific <laughs> rigor of your experiments. Okay. All right, so let's give it a try, and then I will tell everybody what it is. I, I'm going to be way off base here, but that tastes like a Glen Meringue to me. You are. Indeed way off base. Actually, probably, I don't know, maybe not that far. Spencer, what are your thoughts? This is the kind of liquor that's going to be really dangerous for me. Why? Because it's so smooth, I just drank it all in two gulps, and I didn't really feel much. Right. And I'm sure that's going to be problematic later on. You drank it all? Like all... For um, my the, the glass that I filled. No, not that I, I did not. I did not house the bottle quite yet. Uh, but it's very smooth. It's got kind of like a maybe like an oakiness or a peatiness kind of uh, taste throughout. But I that's the words I'm going to go with, BJ. I'm sure they're wrong, but that's what I'm tasting. No, no, no. Uh, I I just want to help you try and differentiate between oak and peat. It's a woody. That's a, I'm not sure what to, what to say beyond that. Okay. Um, but it. it, it very smooth, kind of a woody taste, and I'm not being struck hard by alcohol just by gulping it. And uh, yeah, it's simple and enjoyable. Yeah. I was going to say this, this really tastes like a well aged scotch to me. If I had to, I'd sort of want to say Highland, uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But yeah, it's, um, it's really nice. Um, and that's where there are two bottles because I thought you'd like that one better. <laughs> Free, did you try these before? Yep. Uh, All right. <laughs> I had limited amount of of room, and so I was like, "Well, ah. if I can add a little bit of extra of one of them, which one would I want to take?" This this is the smuggling point when you're worried about being caught by authorities, and so you consume the product yourself before you get on the plane. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'd say like early caramel, middle, there's a sort of maybe a little bit of apricot and peach, and then it finishes with a little bit of peat and, and cleanliness. Um, actually, not a lot of peat, but very mild there. I like it a lot. Yeah. And Bree, I also have tried both of these before, and I think you chose the right one to bring more of. <laughs> Levi? Uh agree with BJ to a certain extent. I don't get the apricot or peach, uh, but I'm not a, not a fan of apricots or peaches. So. <laughs> I don't really... Better but, off with yeah. him. Oh, yeah, we've argued about peaches before. It, it is extremely smooth. Um, I'm I'm very pleased that Spencer likes this. So we've, we've it's now one of like 50, um, or two of 50 that Spencer's a big fan of. We have, I think we have a couple now, and I think the other side of this is like, if if we went back after you know in in a year or two and tasted some of the earlier good whiskeys that were Bernie's, yeah, campfirey Bernie things like that, and and had some qualities uh, that that Spencer didn't like initially, he'd start enjoying them more because I mean a hundred percent, I'm I'm willing to. Uh, say for you, Spencer, that, that we've definitely expanded your palate because these things a couple of years ago at, at uh, 
New Year's or something like that, you'd just been like, oh, that that's rough. That that hurts my throat. All of these are acquired taste. You the more you try them, the more you get to actually experience the full round of the flavor rather than just burning or lots of alcohol. So yeah, I, I re- this is part of the thing. I re- part of the reason I've really enjoyed going through this with you guys is that I now have an appreciation of a form of liquor that I very much did not for most of the time we've known each other. Very important for your law career. It actually has proven very useful. I spent no. a portion of uh, yesterday afternoon just with a partner in his office just sipping with him and having a conversation, and uh, he gave me work afterwards. So I'm, this is opening doors. Look at Spencer schmoozing in the office. Now you just have to learn how to play golf. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer, I think. This is, drinking is much simpler. Okay, so this whiskey, uh, BJ, you're going to like this week um, because I have chosen Japanese whiskeys. So Japanese whiskey is getting more popular um, probably in the past 10, 15 years in America. Um, Mm -hmm. So we actually, in our our liquor stores in North Carolina, we have a pretty good selection, maybe four or five of the most prominent Japanese whiskeys that we can get. Um, And this one is called Nikko Whiskey, and the specific blend is Taketsuru Pure Malt. It's a pretty bottle. Yep. So it's a malted whiskey. Um, do you know so which one it is? What do you mean? Oh, Takatsura Pure Malt. Uh, so there are also yeah. some age statement versions uh, apparently available, uh, but they're probably a lot harder to find in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, that's not this one. This is, I think, there. Yeah, there is no age statement on this. But it's, uh, yeah, it's Takatsura Whiskey. I also like it. It's... Um, it's pretty smooth. I did. I like BJ. I did get a little bit of hints of fruit. I don't know if it was apricot and peach, but it was something fruity. Um, so they say that the nose has sherry soaked plums. There you and go. Green apple slices. Are you going to um, claim victory there? Just round up. To no, the I'm just. I just yeah, looked you up. You called it a scotch. Because I feel like we. I did call it scotch. Stone fruit. I feel like to have a better, to better, off a better commentary on this podcast, I need to start eating a lot more fruit because I never detect the fruit tones that you guys do with this thing. Spencer, are your teeth loose? What'd you say? Are your teeth loose? My teeth. I'm not suffering from scurvy. Thank you for checking, PJ. <laughs> Spencer, I'm I'm curious. What's the last? When's the last time you had fruit? Uh, this morning, I cut up some fresh strawberries and blueberries and had those in my cereal. Okay. We eat fruit regularly. Did you regular. cut I just blueberries? I did not slice blueberries up and put them in my cereal. No, because I, to- I could totally see you doing that because I it's like, oh, I read a recipe or something that says, you know, slice up the fruit and then put it in the cereal. And so, you know, I slice blueberries. Very much be in character if I've been just doing that for 10 years because I read a recipe once and never chose to question it. But no, not this time. <laughs> Are you and I the same person? Yeah, that does sound like a Levi thing to do. So, have have we talked about oatmeal on this podcast? Because I can't remember. If not, BJ, please please give us a five minute uh, uh, okay. of, of oatmeal. Um, I'll take oatmeal. I, I just love this story about because it is hashtag on brand for Levi and just the most on brand thing that I can uh, think of in in terms of food for Levi. So, um, I was staying with Levi for I think it might have been some interview things um, or something like that. It might have been a postdoc interview. Um, I think it was. Yeah, that that sounds right. And 
Um, so I'd come out and stay with him uh, a couple of days, and, and Levi had fairly early days, and I think he was going to be out earlier than I was. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll make you breakfast. It's like, oh, oh, awesome. You know, I'm excited. You know, I have this really good oatmeal recipe. Very cool. So it's, it's crockpot oatmeal. Um, and uh, when I wake up and, and get ready to go, uh, there's a crockpot full of oatmeal. And, you know, it's like three <laughs> gallons of oatmeal. Yeah, I've seen this, yep. <laughs> and it was just like, a, oh, okay, um, interesting. Yeah, I guess he really liked oatmeal. You know, we don't have many people. And then, so I was like, so Levi, what are you planning to do with this oatmeal? I mean, you have gallons of it now. Um, he's like, oh, I, I always make this much. You know, that's what the, the recipe calls for. And I'll freeze it or, you know, whatever. And I'll eat it for the for the rest of the week. It's really good. And, but yeah, you know, it, it is delicious. Um, but but that that recipe apparently doesn't scale, and and there's a crock pot full of of oatmeal. I've seen the crock pot full of oatmeal before. So, <laughs> I, you've told the story many times over many years, and I still to this day don't quite understand the problem here. Um, it seems pretty logical that hey, if you like something, have it again the next day because you liked it. Um, and make it in bulk, and then it's very efficient. It seems very logical to me, but apparently that offends your sensibility. It's, it's not offensive. It is amusing. They've done well in Soviet, in Soviet Union, Levi. Uh, Levi, I'm fully with you there. I, we made soup on Monday that we've been eating as part of meals of the meal itself for like the last four days just because we made a giant pop of soup. It just makes sense. Make in bulk, and you can, you can eat again in the future. Well, say, Spencer... You repeatedly describe making soup or stews. You eat like a, a, a medi- medieval peasant, basically. <laughs> also, I was say lady. That, that you make soup and stews in the middle of summer in Florida. I feel like that's another, like, I like soup a lot, uh-huh. but, but it is less in my rotation, um, shall we say, when it is in the hot summer months. And, like, even the hot, the hot summer months here in sunny San Diego do not, not hot. do not even compare at all to the gross purgatory that is uh, Florida. But you do despite, have air conditioning. So yeah, Despite the fact it is 90 outside and something resembling 130% humidity, it is not that in here right now. And so I can enjoy a wide variety of foods without having to experience them in the elements. Hey, so Spencer, I think this may become a thing. Uh, let me just give you an update of what the temperature was yesterday um, in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, what you got? I think it was a high of 81, and it got down to 65 when I was walking home, uh, parking my car last night. It's fantastic. A little nip in the air, you know, put a little hair on your chest. Fantastic. Spencer, Get back to me about mid-December. We'll see how you're doing. That's what I was going to say, Spencer. Start texting him the temperatures in January. I mean, so if we're going to do this on a regular basis, I mean, I can weigh in as well, Levi. Oh, shut up, BJ. Uh, well, don't concede that. San Diego is too hot. It's a little, it, it could be San Francisco. It could be 5 to 10 degrees cooler, and it would be fantastic. That's true, and that would be better. Okay, guys, we're flying all around here because I have a hot take on soup I want to talk about. Please, please. Um, well, so the other food groups this time. So, Spencer, if I got you, like, a four- to six-gallon pot, would you make four- to six Gallons of soup, uh, I, like yeah, an industrial I might, pot? but would I would I get rid of my current four gallon pot? Ooh. Oh, what about an eight gallon Ooh. pot? BJ's got uh, some Amazon. We're, we're reaching storage difficulties at that point. That would just be an entire cabinet unto itself. 
So now my, me and my four-gallon pot are very content. That can feed us for several days of soup for main meal appetizer. Quite con- quite happy with the four-gallon pot. You make soup regularly in a four-gallon pot. Interesting. Uh, maybe next time I, I want to see this actual pot. I'm I'm thoroughly curious as to what you purchased for this, but I feel like we should go to Lee for his uh, hot soup take. I am I am eagerly awaiting this. Come on, come on, Terry. I don't like soup. Why not? It, Everybody tastes the same. Yes. I hate that. I like to pick and play on my my. I like dips. I like little breads. I like I like to have different tastes during a meal. You can use the soup as a base for the It sucks. It sucks. Uh, so, so I feel like that's more of a stew thing, where every bite sort of really tastes the same. Um, I feel like there are a lot of soups where the individual ingredients, while they have melded together to form a complete dish, individual bites are separate. But that I particularly like soups, so that's just sort of my my feel on that. But But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the difference is like, okay, here's a broth-flavored piece of beef. Here is a broth-flavored piece of green beans. Like, everything still has a similar taste. It's just little individual elements within it. I was going to say, I feel like that's a very American soup or a very, like, European that, that sort of everything is together and you have, like, a, you know, a vegetable soup that you've cooked for a particularly long time. And so everything is just very, very melded together in one note. Sabitia, tell us about the Asian soups that you're fond of. Yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't going to just say Asian. I mean, there there are loads of others. But again, you know, I feel like there are Chinese noodle soups and ramens and and even uh, like Italian soups that I would say are very different. Things with like sausage in it that, you know, it, it imparts some flavor into the broth and the veggies, but like the the sausage itself or, or meatball or whatever really does retain like a different flavor. So you get different highs in terms of flavor depending on what bite you take. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. But I will tell you, I'm, when I'm eating soup, I'm not talking about like ramen or pho or, or like a noodle soup like that. I like those. It's the big bowl of broth, you know? Like, oh, so... Like think of like clam chowder, like where, where Levi's homeland. Yeah. Like that shit, every bite tastes the same. Well, actually, where Levi is, much more on point would be like matzo ball soup, which, again, it's it's very much a, a broth and like one other thing, but... I will say that, that broth-based soups, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of. Like, really well-made one, okay, of course, it's good. Um, but the tomato-based soups, that's, that's my jam. Give me a tomato soup, I'll live forever. Dip the grilled cheese. A little bit of grilled cheese, maybe a quesadilla, maybe filling family. <laughs> so, so I guess the other side of it is, how do you feel about gazpacho? Uh, that's the cold soup, right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I I'm yep. more a fan of the cold soup because I'm a hot natured person. So so eating like a big vat of of warmth is is, is not a not a good thing, um, unless it's really cold outside and then you feel all warm inside and it's fantastic. Um, but cold soup. It's better than than warm broth soups, but it's not better than tomato based soups. I feel like that's kind of funny because gazpacho is usually a tomato based soup, but it, it it's not. I I do understand what you're saying. You're saying like a you know a you know creamy tomato soup that that you can have with a, a grilled cheese sandwich or something along those lines. I get it. 
Yeah. In that scenario, I would just be looking forward to the grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same taste the, the entire time. Terry. Yeah, so do you don't like sandwiches? No, I do like sandwiches because you do get different, really different bites on a sandwich, especially if you load it up with veggies and whatnot. But I will tell you, sandwich is not my favorite thing either. That's not my favorite way to eat. I like big platters of food. <laughs> well, this is not about like what what, what the best is because I agree that like tapas style uh, delivery of food is, is probably the best way, right? Because you can get a lot of different types of of food, different flavors, different tastes, different mouthfeels. Um, so you're not a fan of soups, not a fan of sandwiches. I like sandwiches, okay, but they're not my favorite. They're, it's really like a utilitarian thing to eat, right? Like it's like oh, I had a sandwich, like that. I just had to get lunch in me. So Spencer, big mm-hmm. fan of sandwiches then. Sandwiches, soup. Pretty much everything that's been attacked over the last few minutes, I'm just down with. <laughs> Pretty much everything that's functional and you just need to get food into your body for sustenance. Yeah, except apparently those meal replacement uh, drinks that you sent me. Those not working. And I, <laughs> unfortunate. Don't enjoy those. I not? I've tried, but it, they, it's just such a thick thing to drink. I, I, it's really the consistency of this costume, this thing. That is just you need to work on your swallows. Or you can get a bigger Ooh. cup and then water it down. I have not tried watering it down. I suppose I could mix mix something else in it and try and try to do it that way. I've been drinking them straight out of the bottle, and at, it's just not been appealing. They also you know what else I don't like about soup? <laughs> it's, it's like, you feel like I feel like I'm just having like a gla- like a beverage. I don't feel like I've had a meal at the end. So what's right, the okay, deal okay, with okay. soup? What, what's soup <laughs> here? Would you be okay with soup if it was part of a larger meal? Like if it was a component of several other options that are presented in front of you, like a soup, a salad, a main entree, all together as part of a full-on, full-course meal? Yeah, that, that's better for me because then you can dip okay. in the soup. You know, we'll you can we'll agree with it. That's so, the proper way to experience bowl soup. of soup is, is a little bit weird, right, as the as sole thing in a meal. But like soup in a cup or sort of a mug of sort of that size, you, know, you get about, what, three, six four ounces? ounces? Maybe six ounces. Um, of of soup as a side to something else, maybe a sandwich, maybe a salad, maybe uh, some tapas. So I 100% know where you're going to go with this, but how about hot pot? Oh, I love it. Yeah, hot pot. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so actually, maybe we should we should bring up the the main meal of soup um, again and dismay Spencer of uh, melting pot. That's true. Spencer does need to go to melting pot. You need, you need to do the pod from the melting pot. Yeah, this has been discussed before. Uh, hasn't happened, and uh, that's been in no small part because I don't want to. <laughs> Spencer, you're an adult. You have to do things you don't want to all the time. Yeah, apparently when you guys tell me to. <laughs> and that's part of being uh, Spencer. Um, do we want to hit the on-brand segment? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I like, we should do the on-brand segment. Um, I'm happy to go first if, uh, mm, so my, my hashtag on brand segment is actually going to be, um, hashtag on Levi's brand. Um, so I realized that I have slowly been accumulating nowhere near as many shoes as, uh, I'm sure Levi or Orly, since they are a lot more fans of, uh, that fashion statement, but I have um, five pairs of 
pairs of sneakers that I wear regularly to work because I don't need to be at all fancy. Um, so I have set it up that I have a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, and a Friday pair. What the fuck? It's just psychopath shit, BJ. Jesus, wear <laughs> the do body, you BJ. consistently wear them on those days? Are they actually... Relatively consistently. I, I wouldn't say like 100%, but relatively consistent on, on, on those days. Because I was like, oh, I have five pairs. Like, why not Why not just do it this way? And I just, it just... Cup, do you have labeled no, cubbies? No, I do not have labeled cubbies. I don't have cubbies at all. But it, it sort of reminded me of Levi's, like, set out t-shirts on, on hangers. And I know that's an efficiency thing and, and whatever else. But, you know, that that's what it, it reminded me of. So that is my um, hashtag sort of on somebody else's brand. See, that's the type of shit in the workplace I would notice. And then I'd just be running around like, that motherfucker wears a same pair of shoes. You're crazy. <laughs> so, so, BJ, um, I mean, since you're not, your shoe game isn't on point. Which if you it is not. Let, let, let Terry and I know. We can we can help you out. Yeah, out with that. Um, yeah, I, you know, browse the Nike catalog, get some get some sweet sweet pairs going. The the difficulty here is that typically you want to match your shoe to your outfit, right? So you want to make yep. some, some sort of symmetry there, something that makes sense. Yep. Um, like khakis with with. with I with pretty like, much always wear jeans, either blue or black. So. Okay. It works fairly well. So you wear basically the same thing every day. Do you have the yep. same pair of jeans, or, or are they different brands, different cuts, different? Are they the same? Slightly brand? different cuts, different colors. But but you're not far enough that you have the exact same cut in multiple colors and you think you're you're, you're tricking people out. No. I, and also, I know I'm not tricking people out, nor do I particularly care. care. Yeah. PJ, please tell me you wear a plain colored T-shirt with these this outfit to work in. Oh, day. definitely sure, not. Um, I have <laughs> most of most of my t-shirts, maybe not most, but a plurality of my t-shirts are scientific company t-shirts that I've gotten at conferences and they're comfortable and free t-shirts. You write free, free t-shirts. t-shirts and the same pair of sneakers every day of the week. Like, is there, what the fuck? This, this raises an interesting question. I'll do it. Is there nothing resembling a dress code in your work? <laughs> uh, well, well there, there is a dress code. It, it is usually termed PPE, um, but I have to wear close to shoes and long pants. Um, and so that is what I do. Uh, Personal protective equipment. equipment. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Mm, Well done. Shout out Uh, me. Shout out to uh, Chernobyl Research. Yep. I could be a nuclear physicist at this point, a nuclear scientist at this point, not a physicist, but I could be a nuclear scientist. I could work Uh, at a reactor, I'm pretty sure. Not to be too incestuous, Terry, but I I did love your little, like, I could work there. Spencer's like, well, all the knowledge you have is 30 years old. And, and you're like, well, that's why you should hire me. I've got to get on the spot. I mean, particularly for Russian reactors, so. Yeah, well, they still have RBMKs up there, but yeah. Okay, uh, that was a good one, BJ, uh, and pretty weird. I thought you'd like it. Yeah, it was pretty special. Spencer, do you have anything? I'm going to go off BJ because uh, now, now, now we've got a shoe theme to work with. Uh, you guys know that I have no awareness whatsoever to even what shoes I'm wearing at any given moment to the point where... Wait a second, I, what? You don't know what shoes you're wearing? I, I wake up in the morning, I put on shoes, and sometimes I realize in the office what dress shoes I put on. So um, do you put on socks first, or is this just like a immediately, I need shoes on my feet, this is weird, I don't want to see those gnarly things? There are socks first, there's a process. 
Spencer, with that, that logic, do you ever get to the office, with that logic, do you ever get to the office and figure out you haven't put shoes on for the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I could tell. Seven four. I could tell it feels different when I put my soft covered foot on the accelerator that I know I'm not wearing shoes. Once you get in the car, on the pedal. No, that's actually probably because I'll occasionally um, be actually carrying my shoes with me and put them on when I get in the car. So I won't always have them. My car is like two feet from my front door. It doesn't matter why. You're asking he, questions. He really likes having dirty door. socks. Like, how else are you going to get, like, really dirty socks unless you wear them outdoors on a semi-regular basis? Okay. Is, it, is it paved between your, your front door and, and your car? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the welcome mat and about a foot and a half of, you know, pavement, and then I'm in my car. Spencer, you are a prime candidate for the Truman Show. <laughs> you Just watching you exist, just, when does he put his shoes on? In the car? What? <laughs> Musty television. <laughs> But even in terms of the shoes I have, if I was thinking about this the other day, but you took me to buy two pairs of shoes about 13 years ago, and I still have and I'm wearing one of those pairs. That that wasn't intended, Spencer. When when, when Doug and I took you shopping, it was, it was Doug and Doug, yeah. Um, we did not intend to buy you shoes that you keep for 13 years. So <laughs> the sneakers have worn out, but you brought, I also got a, a pair of um, black kind of mixed loafer sneakers. They're a nice pair of brown shoes, actually, that uh, I can tie up. I still have those and still enjoy them. I, when you say I can tie up, like it's not a they're tie shoes. It's like I can tie them. Either either I've successfully mastered that skill, or I don't always tie them, and the laces are sometimes dangling, like. I usually, you know, lace up before I'm I'm walking into court, but eh. there are laces on the shoes. By the way, Bree and I both reacted to the same part of that 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 whole diatribe by Spencer, which was my uh, black semi-tied brown shoes. Spencer, black and brown are very different colors. It's <laughs> really evidence your your lack brown. of awareness about what your shoes are. You just there are things in front of you. You put them on your feet and you walk, and then something happens. The fun thing so, is, all this was just background to the story I actually wanted to tell. Well, but uh, I guess a little bit more background before you actually Please, get into on. your story, because <laughs> I I got a lot of shit for having a you know five pairs of shoes, and 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 I've been told very clearly I should ex- extend my wardrobe and maybe not wear the same things on the same days. But so, given mm-hmm. your habit of um, wardrobe purchasing and things like that. Um, I, I think a, a quick poll before you answer, uh, Spencer. Um, so what, Lee and Levi, what, what do you think the range of numbers of shoes that Spencer has is? And I, I, I think breaking up into bins of five, so like zero to five, we know he has at least two, so maybe like seven and under, 12 and 12, 8 to 12, uh, 13 to 18, which I think is going insane. Um, can, we, can we establish a clarification point on the definition of shoes? Do you, con- do you include flip-flops? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking BJ. BJ's setting terms here. Yeah, I'll, I'll include... I feel like he's in Florida and flip-flops are kind of bullshit and he could just accumulate this because, like, literally every time he goes to the beach, he probably shows up and forgets to see his shoes and buys another pair, so he's, like, 20 of them. I have the free pair of flip-flops that I got when I got the shoes with Levi and Doug that I also still have. So that one is still there, too. 
Okay, so let's get back. We're, we're guessing this, BJ? Okay. Yeah, I feel, I feel seven, like... Seven's a hard number. I mean, seven to me is, it seems like the true number. So I'm going to take the over on seven. Um, I'm taking the over, too. In, in groups of five, so like seven to 12, seven to 12 13 yeah. to 18. He doesn't have more than, he doesn't have 13. Okay, I'm saying seven to 12 as well. And, and my justification here is that he's too cheap to throw out the shoes that should be thrown out. Uh, okay, so the second question I was going to ask. Yeah, so I 100% agree with that. I'm going to go with 13 to 18 since we are including sandals and flip-flops, and I feel like he's just accumulated some in, like, really weird ways. Like, oh, we were going out scuba diving, and I lost, I forgot, one of my shoes in the car, and so I picked up another pair of flip-flops to walk back because I had to take the flippers off. We including dive gear? Because that's an entirely separate system. No, no, no. So I got dive boots. Nope. No. I'm good enough. Okay. No, no, like thin, no things that you specifically use for diving. Like if you had boat shoes, that would be included. Don't have like, boat shoes. I would say like water shoes. I would include water shoes, but not flippers. Okay. All right. Does everyone have their respective bets? Yeah. I have six pairs of shoes. Whoa. <laughs> oh, including my, nice. sandals. The under seven. I like it. I, I have two pairs of flip flops. I have one pair of sneakers that are sitting right here. And is it the New Balance or whatever that, that you take it everywhere? It is the same black ones that I bought at Costco, I think, six years ago oh, now. Sweet Jesus, Costco. Okay. How do you keep track of that, Spencer? Uh, he only has one fucking I pair guess. of sneakers. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's those three, um, and then I have three pairs of dress shoes, one of which I need to throw out. Okay, you going to do that today? Uh, Probably not, no. Okay. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> so Terry, they might be I'm, useful for something. I'm curious, what's your number? Oh, gosh. Um, I just counted mine, so I, I know my answer. I, I saw you walking around the ribbon count that. I like that. I'd have to count. I could go count, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's between 20 and 25, maybe maybe 25, 30. Dang. So I'm, I'm solidly at 13. Yeah, I've got a lot of shoes. But I will say uh, that I did, did purge a bunch of pairs of shoes uh, when, I, for the move. when I moved. Uh, yeah, but I do Reasonable. need to buy some actual winter boots because I don't have actual winter boots. I've got you know leather boots that I wear around North Carolina. But I was gonna say I'm probably at like the fifteen to twenty range. But you only uh, wear the five. So I have I have. Uh, he has boat shoes. I have so I have boat <laughs> shoes that I don't wear regularly to work. Um, I have. Uh, to, uh, actually, I have three or four pairs of nice shoes that I don't wear to work because I work okay. in a lab and, and I don't need to get crap on them. Um, I have three pairs of shoes that I regularly wear to the gym and then two pairs of running shoes. Uh, yeah, I, if I'd thought about that, I would have known your numbers higher because you can't yeah. do work out and run. Yeah. yeah, and I don't like continuing to wear the sweaty shoes to work because that, that would just be gross. Mm, okay. Lee, I'm somewhere near your range, but that's because I have, you know, heels and boots and all the things that you know, horse girls have. Stuff, yes, which horse stuff. gets poop on it, so that's separate. Yeah, I keep them separate. For me, it's the color coordination. I gotta I have them across a bunch of different colors because I gotta, you know, gotta make sure it matches the matches the threads. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So Spencer, yeah. um, mm. just just curious. Um, next New Year's. Yes. Are you okay with, with with Terry and I going out shoe shopping with you? Great plan. 
if you guys want to take me shoe shopping, it yes. would be a fun repeat of a, of a good memory. I will happily go with you shoe shopping. I feel like more than just shoe shopping. No, no, no. I know you no. have to wear suit. How many shoe suits shopping. do you have? How many suits do I have? Uh-huh. And uh, how often do you have to wear them? More than my pairs of shoes. I should hope uh, so. Uh-huh. How many suits do you have and how often do you have to wear them? Five, ten. I do. I only have to wear a full suit if I'm going to court. Uh, my office is business casual, so I'll typically just wear a pair of dress pants and a uh, button-down shirt. How many of those do you have? Do you tuck it? Do I tuck my shirt? Yes. Yeah. Okay. God. What? You, what? what? Harry, he, he did describe that he just sipped bourbon on a Friday um, at a law office. They definitely tuck the shirts there. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so they do. Spencer may or may not. I feel like is, is the point that Lee was trying to make. I adhere to standards of decorum when they're forced upon me. Um, number of okay, number of suits or number of dress of dress shirts and pants. Outfits that you wear to work. I think suits first. Let's suits do. first. I have, I believe, eight sets of suits. Okay. Eight full sets of suits, or are you losing like a blazer in there? No, eight suits. Well. Okay. Set, I actually had to recently throw out one because it's starting to get a little bit holy. Um, I have what? <laughs> Moldy? Moldy? Holy. It had developed okay. a couple, developed a couple okay. holes in dry cleaning, unfortunately, so I had to throw that one out. Um, so I think I have seven full suits. Oh, just a, a piece of advice, Spencer, and, and I know this is going to be a little bit boring for, for our listeners, if we have any by this time. Um, you should press your suits more often than you get them fully dry cleaned because dry cleaning is really rough on them. Yes, I, I know. Okay. Well, I actually don't dry clean your suits. Like, just don't. Unless yeah, if, if you get a stain on it or something it, like that, it, otherwise pressing it. Florida. In, yeah. in, in Florida, just walking to my car from the courthouse, I will sweat through a suit, and just pressing it does not deal with that. Fair enough. Um, uh, so, yeah, probably, live there. probably okay, so. seven full suits, and then I've got a, probably an additional about two or three extra uh, dress pants, and I don't even know how many shirts, lots of shirts. Interesting. I feel like lots of shirts could be like twelve for you, Spencer. But I probably have twenty shirts. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, and, and, and a surprising variety of colors. You'd be impressed at me. I've actually gotten rather colorful with my dress shirts I wear now. Did you Spencer. purchase those colorful ones? No, they were given to me. I would never buy them myself. That was my question. Is how what percentage of these shirts were given to you as gifts? I have of all of these shirts I have. God. Uh, I let's say twenty. I don't actually know the real number, but let's say twenty is due to round number. I probably bought for myself four. Damn it. Four shirts, and they are blue, um, white. We're guessing all of the colors. Black and gray. Those are the ones you purchased. I'm gonna guess there there's some coral. You know, like a a pinkish orangish one in the mix. That Spencer bought? No. No, 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 that, not that Spencer bought. That, that's just silliness, Levi. But I'm guessing that he was gifted something like that. Um, I'd say it's about half white, and then the rest is about a third multicolor, and then I black. <laughs> multicolor? It's Florida. It's Florida, guys. It's the Tommy no, Bahama. Like, like stripes. Yeah. Like, like blue and white or that kind of thing. Well, fine. Is yeah. it called multicolor, Spencer? That's... Mm-hmm. What do you stripes. want from me? <laughs> We took you astray, but what was your actual on brand? At this point, I don't know if I want to say. Yeah, you do. You, you have to now. Uh, the re- that pair of dress shoes I need to throw out, I'd had for about 
seven, eight years. And I only finally decided to replace them after I realized that they had a hole in the bottom that was causing my sock to get wet whenever I was walking out in the rain. And I didn't replace them until about two weeks after I learned that. Oh, my God. So, and it's Florida. It rains every afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I was, yeah, quick, pretty quickly found, okay, there was a split in the bottom of these. That's why they're getting wet. I should replace them. Okay, I'll make that a plan for some time. Why and do you think you just finally did that this week? Florally. I mean, this is just hashtag on brand. <laughs> this is why I'm telling this story. It's on brand for I, a variety I, of ways. That's perfect, and I like it. Okay, so I feel like that is a full Spencer on brand spiel. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we can effectively move on now. <laughs> Spencer wants a target on his back. <laughs> well, I can do mine. Please. I can go first. Okay. I think yours is probably going to be more thoughtful. Because um, mine's going to be a little bit brief, so, so I'll, I'll say two of them. Um, let's put them in the class of Levi dealing with bureaucracy. Um, I don't do well with bureaucracy. It really annoys me. Um, nope. There's so much formality and like structure to it. I, I, I can't abide by that. Um, on Tuesday, I went by the the, the RMV, the the Registry of Motor Vehicles in in, in Massachusetts to get a get a Massachusetts license plate uh, or a license so that I can then register my car and like be formalized and stuff. Uh, because Massachusetts has no grace period for getting a license or license plate or registering your car. Um, by the way, Spencer, they have no grace period. But as I discovered when I went there, in order to get a real ID, I need to have two forms of proof of residency and those two forms have to be bills so i got a i got comcast to give me a sort of like print off statement saying yes you have service at this address doesn't count a work order doesn't count um a printed off like like proof of 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 commitment to pay uh for samantha didn't count um they're very very particular about these things um and you can't get those when you first move in no, that was my argument to the to the to the lady at the RMV who who wasn't hearing my my the, the nuance. No. Of my, which I, I was like, look, you've got no grace period, but I have to get a bill. Bills come on intervals. Intervals don't align with no grace period. I've got a proof of a company like company saying that I'm I'm going to pay them at some point. Uh, does that count? Uh, no. But Spencer, I've, I've discerned. Here's what does count. You go with one proof of of address, like a lease. You get a license, a regular license. You go back in line once you, or once you get the, the, the actual hard copy of the license, so roughly a week. You go back with the hard copy of your license and the lease, and that counts for a real ID. What the fuck? Yeah, that would that would really frustrate me too. This is this is not in the bucket of Levi hates bureaucracy and is being unreasonable. That is just fucking. Well, bad. yeah, that's oh. completely unreasonable. Um, Levi, I Levi's sassiness with the uh, the R&B lady was just like okay. So this doesn't count. I've got to get a bill. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, you're going to give me a license. Right? Um, that license has an address. Yes? Yes. Does that address count as proof of residency? Yes? Yes? Um, okay. So you're just charging $115 tax for uh, for a real ID here. Is that what's going on? No, sir. That's not what we're doing. You need to have two, two forms of identity. Um, or two, two forms of address. No, that's true. That's exactly yeah, what you're, you're doing. You're paying a tax. So I will say, like, a cheaper way of getting a real ID is a passport card. So if you're already getting a passport, it's 20 bucks to get a passport card, and that's a real ID. And so I have absolutely no plans to do any state ID until they switch over and I don't have to deal with that shit. Well, so I was 
I just said, let's get a real ID just because we're, we're there and we have two forms. Um, I've already got a passport, and I typically just fly with the passport because I don't want to remember when the switchover is that TSE cares about whether or not I have a real ID. Um, so I was, I, I was trying to do the right thing. And Fair I enough. Paid, um, by that insanity. Um, second form of insanity is the RMV when you go to this out-of-state conversion. They take your previous state's license, um, which I was grumpy about. They gave me a paper copy of you know, proof of you will be getting your license at some point. Um, earlier Bullshit. today, I no walked shit like that too. I walked to um, there's a Trader Joe's that's like half a block from my apartment. So I walked down there. I was going to get some some cheese for breakfast, um, as well as uh, we're going to get some wine, some cheese for some eggs. Uh, BJ, who's 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 giving a weird face. Um, and I was going to get some wine because we wanted to have some wine for a party we're going to later. Um, hmm. I I chose wrong. I picked the mid-50-year-old white woman uh, who, who wanted to card me, who, if, for the listeners who don't know, I do not look 21. I do not look 21. You look 53. That's rude. Um, but I look older. He has, like, no gray hair. I don't know about that. I've got some gray hairs in the beard. Um, I often wonder how old you would look if we shaved you, though. Yeah. If we shaved you? I mean, he could shave himself. <laughs> uh, if you were well, shaved. There's no way in hell that he could shave himself <laughs> in, in, in any term of reasonability, but... Uh, he looked like that that weird uh, depilated bear that that made trips on the internet. But by the way, um, so I go there. I'm gonna, I'm buying two bottles of wine, one for us to take to the party, one for us to have around because we have nothing in our in our apartment. Um, Fifty year old white lady takes on herself to actually be vigilant about things, and she asks for my ID. I give her the paper copy. She goes, oh, I, I don't know if I can take this. And I was like, you damn well better. Uh, you know, I took my other one. Jeez. Uh, and she just was like, sir, that's I, I can't take this. And I was like, I don't understand why. This just comes from the state. It's more official than this crap. Um, I'm just here arguing with some, some random woman at Trader Joe's at, at, at 1020 in the morning about uh, the, the validity of the IDs. Throw me out of there. Did she bend? No, 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 no. She was like a sort of crunchy, um, fifty-year-old white, white woman. Um, Are so you allowed back right in that Trader Joe's? Yeah, I think so. Spencer, <laughs> you, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Spencer, your question about if he, if the lady bended, did you hear how Levi did his back and forth? I mean, he wasn't necessarily bringing her along. <laughs> It was just like, I, no, Fair. this is crap. This is stupid. Like, so, that's what you really need to understand, the difference between Terry and I. So, so we're good friends. Terry's a coalition builder. He tries to bring people along. I'm a person who, when I encounter resistance that I believe to be unfair, uh, my default is burn it down. Burn it all the way down. <laughs> let's, just blow, let's just set a bomb off here. Um, let let the, the bodies hit the floor. Let's level the entire place, and God will figure, you know, figure it out. That's um, very Paul Ryan of you. That's offensive, but continue. Yeah, meanwhile, I would have been like, okay, well, let me explain what this is. Let's, let's walk through why I have this paper coming. All right. Is that it, Levi? That, that is it for my own brand of the week. I like All it. Right. I will wrap the segment up, and then we can wrap on part one, if that's okay with everybody. So I have two. Um, so the first one is, is pretty quick and in line with some of the other ones I've done before, and then the second one I think is maybe a little bit more interesting. So... The first is we had a dinner party last night, uh, Sarah and I, and we were looking at cookbooks and trying to figure out what are we going to do for this dinner party. And we decided 
okay, let's do a Gilmore Girls themed dinner party. Yeah, exactly. So we both like the show Gilmore Girls to the point that we bought a Gilmore Girls cookbook, which we've never used because it's preposterous because we've ever watched the show. It's like a mom, a single mom and a daughter. They just eat like crap. They just eat cheeseburgers and pizza and stuff. So we did. We decided we had a Gilmore Girls dinner party. Gilmore Girls was playing in the background, and we did a ratatouille, which they had one of the characters who actually Cam Cook made. And then we also served chicken chow mein sandwiches. Which is a, uh, which is something that they served on the Gilmore Girls <laughs> served that they had on the Gilmore Girls in like one obscure episode. So yeah, we had a dinner party, really nice wine, set plates. Here's a roll. Put your chicken chow mein on it. <laughs> so does it bother you as well, Lee? Because I feel like um, Spencer and, and Levi probably have no real opinions on this, but maybe I'm I'm being a little bit mean that the. Uh, that ratatouille has come to essentially be a confit bialdi, the you know thinly sliced, you know arranged nicely, as opposed to like. That's not what it is. Yeah, okay. I, no, I'm, we're, we're right there together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I okay. Like that deconstructed, plated ratatouille. That's yeah. a it's pretty, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we did the full pot. You know, everything breaks down. You know, you got the crusty bread with it, that sort of thing. So I'm. Um, so, do you like ratatouille? Because that's essentially, you know, it all tastes the same, you know, bite after bite. Kind of like you just heard me how I got around that. I'm doing the bread. It's uh, all right. doing the dipping. One, yep, doing the dipping. It's only one element of the meal. We also had the chicken chow mein sandwiches, which, by the way, not that bad. Weirdly enough, fried noodles in a in a roll, um, pretty good. Carbs on carbs. I feel like Spencer is taking down notes. <laughs> He has, he has like a client over. Oh, this is our chicken chow mein sandwich. <laughs> it's very multicultural. Mm. <laughs> so that's the first one. And the second one, so Levi hates my cat. Um, Which one? The Clarification, uh, Terry, um, I don't hate your cat. Your cat hates me, and therefore I a responding kind. Continue. It, she may have started the war, but you are participating in it. Um, he does not like my cat. And so I have taken to just sending him text of my cat. And she's being sweet. And I'm like, I'm like thinking I'm killing it with this joke, right? I'm like laughing at myself. I'm like, ah, like I'm getting him. Cause like, you know, he'll see a text from me. He probably thinks it's something he needs to look at. And boom, he gets hit with a picture of Picasso sitting on my lap. So the last and only time, the, the last time ever going to do this is what I'm going to describe. So I sent him a text. The cat is next to me. She's being super sweet. And I say something like, oh, Picasso's being sweet. And Levi just responds immediately with the word unsubscribe. And I got so mad because that was funnier than anything I could. <laughs> so I feel like legitimately on mad brand like segment is days. hashtag on brand for Levi segment. <laughs> I was like mad for different. This is outbreak for me. I was like mad for two days that he came up with that so fast and I had no comeback for it. So I don't even think I texted him for like another four or five days. Like, yes, subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> I've since forgiven you for being funny, Levi, but that really pissed me off. By the way, the on-brand is that I totally forgot that I'd done that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Normal background. I thought that was really hilarious in my head, and I sort of like probably told Sam about it, and she was like, I, that, that's okay, Levi. Stewed <laughs> <laughs> over for a couple of days. Just like, that asshole, he got me. He got Damn. me. You did get me. That was funny. Just when you send somebody a, like a belligerent text and they just say unsubscribe. So I kind of want to know if if Levi, you're going to go back to Sam and see like it was funny. Like 
Lee admitted it, and she'll just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about this. Like, this no. that, gives, that gives no legitimacy with Sam. Yeah, no. That, that, we, we that doesn't work that way. That's that um, not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she admits that I'm hilarious sometimes. Um, but the things that I find to be hilarious are things that she doesn't find to be hilarious. Under um, duress. Yeah, well, not that. It's like a casual lying about things I find to be hilarious. Um, like, I'll lie to her about, like... See our last episode in the hashtag on brand segment where Levi lied about taking Sam's car to get cleaned. Exactly. Like, those things I think to be just really, really funny. Um, she doesn't find them to be funny, but I think they're really, really funny. I think I'm basically a comedian. Um, but you know, I do something similar, and it drives Sarah crazy. I've been doing it for four years. She still falls for it. Every time <laughs> she asks me what time it is, I just lie. <laughs> just what time is it? I'm like, 30. She's like, what? <laughs> I feel like you, do, do you at least get specific? Because I feel like 8.30, I mean, it's like, oh, um, let me check. It's uh, 4.12 right now. Oh, yeah, I've done that, too. Because I, I try to figure out ways to, to trick her. Like, yeah. So I'll do, I'll do, like, maybe an hour ahead if we just fell back, right, with the, with the time change. Mm. Other times I'll just be, like, if she's, sometimes I'll read the situation because if she's going really quickly and I don't think she's going to be thinking about my answer, then I give a real crazy one. Like, right now it's noon here. I would say something like 730. And then she's just, like, and you do that thing where you go two more steps and then you back up and go, wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Yep, that's what I do. That's adorable. It is. Very cute. I like it. Anything else you want to cover in part one? I think we're uh, good for part one. Yeah. I think we've uh, done a, a longer hashtag on brand segment than usual, but, but I like it. Since most of it was bothering Spencer about his uh, fashion choices, which is recurring affair. Again, hashtag on brand, and we can uh, work with you... Maybe uh, over New Year's. I will object to your 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 word choice there of choice. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of choice in the matter. It's just <laughs> what happens happens. Acceptance of events and continuing on. The the trials of Job is more like is how you deal with your uh, fashion and wardrobe choices. Hmm. Yeah, I think if I want the listeners to remember anything about this episode, it's that Spencer has developed a system to figure out that he doesn't have shoes on in the car. <laughs> Do my feet take feet away. wet? Yes, no. Spencer, it, was that because you had read the manual from your car and it suggested... <laughs> uh, having read the manual cover to cover, there is no section on that particular topic. No, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Well, that was part one of Whiskey and the Weekend. This is August 24th. You're releasing the listening weekends every Friday, so you'll be listening to Friday. Thanks, everybody. See you.